Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. It's in the morning, it's in the day, because you live and breathe in May. It's a new dawning, brand new mercy, yesterday's gone. everyone, and thank you for joining me for Modern Living with Dr. Angela. I'm your host, Dr. Angela Chester. Today, we are talking about colored water, marriage, involuntary divorce, the law, and God. My guest today is Solon Phillips, JD, MBA, uh, is a socio-religious analyst and an award-winning author whose work has been included in legal theses and law review articles. Well, he writes, speaks, and teaches extensively on socio-religious and legal issues, focusing his attention on relationships and family matters, including dating, marriage, and divorce. Today, we are going to discuss his book, and how we can kind of combat some of these issues that we have going on in our world today. To find out more about him, you can always visit AskSalon.com. That's A-S-K-S-O-L-O-N.com. Our music is brought to you today by Mabel uh, Annabelle, and her song is entitled Cool Breeze. You can find her, of course, on Amazon and on iTunes. If you're listening to this on one of the enhanced versions, you know that you can right-click on any of those links and it will take you directly to the page. Um, We do not have Salon on the line as of this very moment, but let me tell you a little bit more about Salon. Well, Salon is... Um, Again, a social religious analyst and award-winning author whose work has been included in so many reviews. He enjoys storytelling and is an acclaimed playwright whose works have been featured in D.C. Metro Theater Arts. Salon is the proud father of two and enjoys uh, so many activities such as running, weightlifting, and spending time outdoors. So not only is he really into the law as well as in writing books, but is a what we can call an everyday person who really enjoys being outside and enjoying the world. So let's see if we have Salon on the line. Good morning. This is Dr. Angela. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am well, thank you. So, um, Salon, I know that and a lot of times people are um, not familiar with certain terms, and you talked about one thing called an involuntary divorce. Can you explain what does that mean? Involuntary divorce is basically when one of the spouses Um, does not want divorce, the divorce, and the other does, and that spouse is just forced to um, go along with it. 
Right, 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 right. Okay. Oh, what a what a horrible feeling that 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 must be when you when you want to stay married and the and the other person doesn't. Um, I want to make sure that before we go any further, that everyone knows that you are the author of a book. Please tell us about this book before you know we get into all the other stuff. What is your book about? Okay, so the book is about um, marriage, involuntary divorce, the law, and God, and it's basically talking about um, about involuntary divorce, about a couple who they're having problems and one decides that they want to go, they want to divorce. And so it talks about the biblical principles behind divorce. You know, what's God's take on it? Um, does God approve any divorce? What are the grounds for divorce biblically? Mm-hmm. And then it also talks about the um, the laws governing divorce and where it originated from and what the government can do to help decrease um, divorce because it's it can be a problem when you mm-hmm. have people divorcing and there's children involved, there's broken lives involved. Uh, so it talks about all of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now you you kind of touched on one thing that that I find to be interesting that you mentioned government. Do you think that government should in some way um, place some type of restriction or prerequisite? Like, do you think that people should have to have premarital counseling or something from a from a government point of view? Do you think that there should be something required of people before they're allowed to get married? Or what do you think that the government can do that? Well, yes, I think that the government should play an important role, not involving themselves in the personal affairs of couples. Obviously, I wouldn't advocate that. But they can do things that could help couples um, and would-be couples know more about the ramifications of divorce and know what's expected Mm -hmm. before they get married. And one of the things they can do is um, make it mandatory in the middle middle school and high school age that classes be taught about marriage and divorce um you know so many times you so many times you go through school and you have a certain science or a certain class you're like well why am i learning this i'm never going to use it well i think that (laughs) marital i think that marital classes is something that everyone would use on on some level so that's just one of the things that i think that um the government can do I agree with you wholeheartedly. There, there should be something um, that that could be done to make this a lot um, better because our communities are affected affected by it, whether we want to believe it or not. But we we know it to be true. Well, listeners, we need to take a very short break. I am about to share with you music by Mabel Annabelle, and the name of her song is called Cool Breeze. We'll be back right after that. Like a cool breeze blowing over me. Preparing me, storing everything the way it's supposed to be. My God, my King, He sits upon the throne, and my heart is torn. He says, Just come boldly, like a cool breeze. Peace reigns here. Yes, yes, yes. 
are back. Thank you so much for joining me for Modern Living with Dr. Angela. I'm your host, Dr. Angela Chester. Today we are speaking with author Solon Phillips, and we are talking colored water, marriage, involuntary divorce, the law, and God. Now, Solon, I realize that um, when people get involved in a marriage, um, that there's two different understandings or, or two different feelings about what it means to be married. Some people say, I want to have a covenant marriage. And then people, some people don't know what that means at all. Or their understanding is that I love you, you love me, and we're going to do this thing called get married. Can you explain to our listeners, what is the difference between like a covenant marriage or a contract or just bonding? How, how does that work? And in the legal world, is there a difference? Yes. So um, in the legal secular world, uh, contract and covenant is pretty much the same thing. But for Christians who who are familiar with the Bible and they are familiar with the um, covenant term, once when you form a covenant, you're including God in that arrangement. So if you're looking at it from a world point of view, a contract, you have two people who make an agreement to do something. But in a contract, if one of those people, they don't fulfill their part of the bargain, the person who did, they could sue the other person for damages for a breach of contract. But in marriage, there's no such provision. You really can't sue your husband or wife if they decide to just leave the marriage unexplained. You can't really do much about it. So it's not technically a real contract. As a covenant, when you have God in the in the unit and you make vows to death do us part, then those vows are binding and you really don't have the option for divorce. Mm-hmm. So if anyone is getting married and they indeed want to make these vows and include God in that unit, then you have to scratch divorce out altogether. So it just gives it when you sit down and you think about what you're saying and the promises you're, you're making, you know, the Bible says that it's better not to vow than to vow and then break the vow. Um, mm-hmm. There's really no room for divorce. If indeed you want a true covenant. Right. Right. I think that you really gave um, our listeners out there something to think about. I don't think that in today's uh, times that it's really explained to people in those terms, you know, you think, oh, it was a covenant. That's something that was done, you know, in Moses's time. We don't make covenants now. Um, marriage right. is marriage, whatever that means, you know, to to that person. So that is that is a very um, make it plain kind of way of explaining what that what that means to people. So thank you so much for for explaining that. So we are. Um, it's almost time for us to go to another break, but I want to make sure that people are able to get in contact with you, Solon. Would you please um, tell our listeners, where can they find you online? Sure. On Facebook, they can just search Colored Water, and there's a lot of um, interesting, uplifting posts there. They can go to the website, which is www.asksolon.com, and they can email me at um, asksalon at gmail.com. 
Alrighty, listeners, we need to take a short break, but we'll be back right after this. Do you know how much you're paying annually in hidden fees to manage your 401k? A 2% fee will eat away half of your 401k over 30 years, and average fees are an astounding 3 to 5%. So is your 401k a benefit or a liability? Is there a better way to save for retirement? One without hidden fees, taxes, or stock market losses? There is. Find out how you can save your family's financial future by calling Wade Taylor at 818-860-0661 or visit IWantToHelpFamilies.com and click on Retire with Dignity. And we are back. Thank you so much for joining me for Modern Living with Dr. Angela. I'm your host, Dr. Angela Chester. My guest today is Salon Phillips, JD, MBA, and author. So, Salon, in your book, um, you have a chapter that is directed towards pastors and clergymen. What do you think the church, the what role do you think that the church should play in family, in family matters? Um, in researching for this chapter, I spoke to uh, probably close to a, several hundred couples and Christian couples who were going through an involuntary divorce. And mm-hmm. what they relayed to me was that their church, their pastors, they didn't do much at all to assist, whether it's sitting down and speaking to both past, to both couples or just doing something to help the spouse who was left after the divorce. So I think that based on that and other things that pastors and clergymen, they have a responsibility or even an obligation to nurture and care for their flock in general, but especially the person who's going through the marital woes and the death of their marriage, so to speak, because that individual is really hurting. And I think pastors should um, come together and do more for this particular population of their congregation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is really a a problem just across the denominations. Our pastors are are absolutely positively busy with all of the other things that they that they have to do. Um, as a former associate pastor, um, I totally and completely understand that. That's why I'm a pastoral counselor um, in helping people with um, just the day to days that go on. Um, from a biblical point of view, I, I totally agree with you. Well, Salon, thank you so much for being on our show today. Um, we thank you. You um, have have shared with our guests today. I'm sorry, with our listeners today. Thank you so much for being my first guest of 2018. Yeah, I'm excited. Wow, thank you. <laughs> Well, listeners, thank you for joining me for yet another year. Happy New Year to everyone. I hope that this year brings prosperity, happiness, blessings, peace, and joy to everyone. I am going to leave you, of course, with Cool Breeze by Mabel Annabelle. Until next time, everyone, may the Lord continue to shine his face upon you. May you receive his grace and mercy in all that you do. Until next time. Bye-bye. Like a cool breeze blowing over me, he's preparing me, storing everything the way it's supposed to be. My God, my King, he sits upon a throne and my heart is torn. He says, just come boldly like a cool breeze.
yesterday.